0: And this, Lee, is something I've been meaning to get to for a while. Um, the announcement that Greater Greenville Sanitation will no longer collect recycling after March 30th this yeah.
3: year. Yeah, I know. Kind of I mean, historic, well, right? They've been. Uh, th- this has been going on for quite some time. Yeah, We've seen several large cities that are doing away with this.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, in in you know in fact we've seen this our city has ended it but um, the city of Greenville Solid Waste Service will still continue uh, to collect the recycling it's not been canceled but the Greater Greenville Sanitation so if you live in the city of Greenville there's still going to be recycling put out if not uh no and this is happening all over the country this is one of these early on liberal fads that was going to be amazing and it was going to save money and it was going to make the planet clean and everybody should do it i can just remember growing up even when this was catching oh, yeah. on and everybody yeah. was starting this um and again it was it was and sitting through the city council meetings uh, about it in the early stages and the celebration how clean the environment was going to be how was going to save money um you know by reusing things it was going to be great none of those things happened yeah. um it was actually much more expensive to do and um, it, it, it didn't accomplish any of its goals. It became more and more and more burdensome in the cities that did it. So, yes, you, know, so you had another failed liberal idea discarded, um, you know, as in, in being discarded uh, as it is realized that all the lies about it were, in fact, lies uh, and misjudgments, and it doesn't work, like they said. So, it's out of style, and they're on to bigger and better things, like I, destroying the electric grid in well, the
3: name of being green. I deal with this recycling thing on a daily basis. As as since the patriarchy continues as the male in the family, the head of the household, (laughs) I'm responsible for dealing with the nasty stuff, you know, the cat litter and the trash.
0: What's part of your toxic male white privilege? Exactly.
3: Of course, I have the privilege of doing all that. So so I'm always trying to separate out the aluminum, the cardboard, the newspaper and magazines, which, of course, there's very little of those anymore. And um, and then, of course, the regular trash. And. Now, in Anderson County, where I live, I, I go usually go down to one of those transfer stations that's down there below the jockey lot uh, and, and go there. And they separate all that stuff out. Now, there's another one I go to occasionally uh, over uh, near Belton where you can put the plastic and cardboard in the same bin, which I can not figure that out. But, but I, I'm assuming that when they leave those transfer stations uh, that Anderson County is sending them to somebody who actually uses that stuff. I mean, who knows? I mean... It, it could very well be that all that stuff just goes in the same landfill. <laughs> who knows?
0: I've but, always wondered that, too. Well, you know what's interesting? Um, you talked about how you're the one who does the recycling yeah, oh yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, and I am mocked
3: by my family occasionally about that because I'm pretty adamant about it.
0: Yeah, well, no, the patriarchy is alive and well in my home, too. My husband's the only one who does it. And you the know reason why is, I do
3: it, though, Tara? I'm, I'm sorry for interrupting, but the reason why I do it, yeah. I don't want to spend any more tax dollars opening any more landfills. That's why I do it.
0: Okay, that's you know what that is a perfectly good and valid reason. By the way, this is the irony of this. This is the funny part of it. Wyff reporting those um, fees that you pay for recycling. Right. Yeah. Oh, those aren't going away. Oh, really? No, just okay. the recycling is.
3: Okay. Just they like ask the re- question.
0: Hey, so the fees will go down, right? Because you pay for recycling, in Greater Greenville area. Nope, Mm mm-mm, no, they're keeping the moolah.
3: Yeah, it's just like the Rural Electrification Act, which went into effect, and believe me, all rural areas in this country are now electrified, and it's still in effect, I guess.
0: Well, okay, so I took an opposite track of this, right? And I used to be, like, a pretty consummate recycler, too. I'm that weirdo when I go to the beach that I run around picking up everybody's trash they threw. Yeah. Because I was, like, you know, doing the news in Myrtle Beach when the dead dolphins... Oh, yeah would and they're so beautiful and they oh, would yeah. come up on the shore and it'd be like the worst was like a mom and a baby and, yeah. and the mom would have plastic in her stomach yeah she was lactating so the baby died from starvation I mean, it's just terrible just like yeah. take your stuff and put it away on the beach so yeah. i'm the one always cleaning up the beach when i'm there right that's me but i stopped recycling and i don't bother and the reason is because i got assigned when i was a reporter in charlotte to go cover the landfill right so right. i had this picture in my mind of what the landfill was gonna yeah. be it was gonna be this big nasty place that would go right for miles and miles or yeah. something and it would be gross and smell. And it does. It smells horrible. So you go up to the current operational landfill. They took me there. And it was amazing to look at how much trash we generate as yep. humans. We're a pretty filthy species. Yeah. But then they took me to the old landfill. Uh-huh. Um, and that was the one that had been covered over yeah. and the forest planted on it. And right. the cool thing about the old landfill was that it was be- It was absolutely gorgeous. Right. It was beautiful. And the problem with a landfill is you can't really build much on it. Right,
3: because it settles.
0: Yeah, it's Eventually,
3: after, over centuries.
0: Yes. And so what they can do is put trees on it. Right. And it's not built on. And so what does it end up being? New forest. Yeah. And so they were showing me, like, the landfill from 15 years ago. And I mean, it was gorgeous. It preserves the land. And I'm like, this is the landfill? And you know what I did? I never, trust, I never touched the recycling bin again after doing that story. So they showed me the phases, the one with the growth forest. Now, you know, the forest is on it. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, showed me how this had become, um, what they call urban, like urban pathways for deer and other wow. animals to sort of move throughout the urban, urban landscape, you know? Right. Um, and then they showed me the newer one where, uh, the trees had not already grown in and then the current landfill, which was of course nasty. So I think people get that picture of a landfill in their head. They see the picture on the news and think, oh my gosh, what a nasty yep. thing. I, you know, we, we have to prevent that, but they don't see it when it gets covered over. Um, and it ends up being like a preserved natural open space, very pretty, we need that in big city areas. And uh, I was like, Pfft. well, you know, I the, throw it in the trash because I don't care because I
3: liked the, I liked what it became. Oh, over, over, I think it's around Greer, somewhere over in there. there. There's a landfill that's been filled over. And of course, uh, the decomposing garbage creates methane, methane gas, which can be burned. And in fact, BMW uses that to supplant their electricity demand. That's cool. So, you know, there's there's you know, that's the recycling issue that that goes into you know the the rotting garbage <laughs> underneath the the land there because yeah that that gas is going to happen when, when things when when organic material decomposes it is going to release gas it that is going to happen but um you know to to use that to supplement uh the electricity demands of a huge plant like a BMW and Greer that's you know that's a good thing
0: so I was pleasantly surprised. I thought, you know, when, I, when they showed me the multi-stages of it, I thought it was going yeah. to gross thing, and it wasn't. So, I mean, me personally, after that, I've never recycled another thing. And I was the one who used to, you know, haul the recycling bin down like, you oh, know, yeah. four flights of stairs when I lived in an apartment Actually, and put when, it out.
3: Now I'm like, Pfft. When I was about 16, uh, I, and I worked um, at, at one of the mills in Williamston. Um, in fact, my dad was a supervisor. And I I will tell you also the story, you know, that I would work at the mill during the summer during the day and then come home, work on the farm at night. So that's why I'm in radio now. But anyway, uh, I used to have to take there was some of the waste that they refer to as moats, I believe, um, in the cotton industry. And some of that had to be taken out to the landfill. So occasionally I would drive the company big old Chevrolet dump truck and drive it out there and dump that. So I and I know what the landfills look like from that because that was back in the 70s. So you know that was well before a lot of the recycling efforts had really taken hold here, but yeah, the landfills—that's a—that's a nasty, nasty thing. But, yeah, until they know, cover it up. So they it cover almost... it up, and then it uh, is all nice and green, and uh, you know there's butterflies and rainbows.
0: Yeah, exactly. Texter writes the city of Greer ended recycling. Yeah, they did pick up about a year ago, citing that it was too expensive. It is. It's expensive, yeah. and just you know, not real. I'm I just not sure what it accomplishes. Is is, is worth it. Texter writes, Greenville Tech is built atop the old Greenville County City dump. Really? Okay. And another Texter writes, this is interesting, I don't know if it's true, over 50% of landfill is paper products. That wouldn't surprise yeah,
3: that me. That doesn't surprise me, which of course decomposes. I mean, I don't understand why the, the, they went through this whole thing about going paper or plastic. Why do you have plastic bags? Paper bags make a whole lot more sense. Paper is recyclable. Paper is degradable. And it is a renewable resource. I mean, why in the world were we were ever using plastic bags? To, and I would prefer the paper bags. You know, you go to Trader Joe's, you get a nice, generally you get a nice paper bag that, you know, uh, unless they put all the cold stuff in the bottom that that sweats and then, you know, the bottom falls out when you get it out of the car, like it's happened to me before. But at any rate, uh, other than that, the paper is great because it's it's easily recyclable, compostable. I mean, you could, you know, do it yourself.
0: Text to write, same with Easley, city limits, no more recycling pickup, no more grass pickup. But shockingly, taxes did not go down. There you go. No, they yeah. never do. Yeah. We take our recycling to a recycle center.
3: But is it really recycled? I'd love to hear from some of the recycling companies that really recycle. That Yeah. If the uh, wh- What happens to that? Where does it go?
0: Because, you know, as you pointed out, Lee... If you throw a straw in the trash, where it goes after that is down a, th- a turtle's throat.
3: Yeah, of course. and, and somehow, I still to this day, don't know how, why we are so concerned about straws in the upstate. I don't know how in the world they get to the coast, but apparently some of these people think that they do.
0: Cough button, sorry. Yeah, you pointed that out and about died because, you know, they showed the choking turtle or whatever. Yeah. And then you're like, you're like, yeah, but how does it go from the landfill in Greenville to the turtle's throat right. on the coast? And the answer is it doesn't. As it doesn't, exactly. It doesn't. The turtle peach is fine. Yeah. Although if you throw it away on the coast on the beach, it right. will choke yeah. a
3: turtle. Now that is another issue. And I do like the little turtles.
0: Yeah, me too. Texta writes, recycling is the total virtue signal. Yes, it is. Um, yeah. And then another texture writes, greenies say paper bags cause tree deaths.
3: Of course they do. And then we, then we make new ones. <laughs> yeah. It causes tree births too.
0: Trees are really good at repopulating yeah. themselves, I've noticed.
3: Well, especially when we plant them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that too. All right. We'll be back in just a minute. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game.
0: Text on the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line. Pretty smart folks. They are. And they're beginning to figure out what's going on. Let me give you a reminder. If you're a Battleground podcast listener, and you should be, you can always text keyword Battleground to the text line, 71307. Get the Battleground podcast. If you're bored, you're driving around, you want to listen to something, you should go, I do. I've always got to have input to my brain or I get bored. And I'm miserable when I get bored. You want to know what's going on? One article. One article will tell you. Whole thing. They spelled it out on June 2nd, to 2022, this summer, in the New York Times. The article is called, Do You Want to Buy Meat? Question mark. In this economy? Question mark. <laughs> Pretty much the question everyone's asking themselves. But it's what's in the article that explains it all. And when you read it, you understand everything that is happening. The destruction that is deliberate in this country, and why they are doing it. It's an article about the Lever Act and how the Lever Act could be used to address climate change. What's the Lever Act? Well, it says right there in the New York Times, possibly the most radical bill ever passed by Congress was passed during World War I. And it allowed the president to take control of the food supply. Wow. Control of the food supply, that sounds radical. Yeah, it is. And it's still on the books. It's still on the books today. Now, they used a war as the reason to to do this. But unfortunately, it's still on the books. So... They write in New York Times, 1917, months after the country entered World War I, Congress passed the Lever Food and Fuel Control Act. Ah, food and fuel control, which granted the government sweeping power of the food supply. Helen Zoe Veit, a professor of history at Michigan State University, uh, calls it the most radical bill ever enacted by Congress in her book, Modern Food, Moral Food. The Lever Act let the government requisition food to prevent hoarding. Also allows government, though they've never used this power, to seize control over electricity. The, elect, excuse me, the electric grid. So this led to the creation of something called the Food Administration, headed by Herbert Hoover, who was then called the food dictator. He was able to dictate meatless Mondays and one wheatless day a week. So, government controlled the food supply. I don't know if anybody knows this has ever happened in America, but it has. The left has found this and remembered it. Everything that is happening right now was given away. The whole plan, right here in this article, in New York Times. I read it, went ah, and everything going on began to make sense. Why all of a sudden they want to get rid of these these gas appliances? Well, if it's all electric, is one genius level texter said earlier on the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line seven one three zero seven. If it's all electric, why, they can turn it on and off by at will. You can't cook your food while sitting in the backyard over an open fire. Go ahead, dig a pit. Anyway, the New York uh, Times says, we're going to have to battle climate change by season control of the uh, food and the fuel. Yeah, mm-hmm. And everything since then, a little bit before. This is the game. They gave the game away. So understand this. Just the News, written by John Solomon, former Hill reporter, headlined this morning, This Is Not Sustainable. House committee hears grim news on current energy front. All of it self-created, starting back in the Obama era. And there is this quote by Congresswoman Kathy Morris Rogers that says it all, quote, environmental justice is not justice because it's creating poverty, she says. It's not justice because it's creating poverty. Climate change policy creates a permanent underclass to be controlled By government. So you saw the grid go down. We started the show with this this morning. Laid out exactly why it went down. You want to hear it again? Okay, cool. Let's hear it. Let's hear the truth. Not some blah, blah, blah. Let's hear the truth from Duke Energy. Because they know why the grid went down. Preston Gillespie, Duke Energy's executive vice president and chief generation officer testified by, before the North Carolina Utilities Commission. He couldn't lie to them like he did to the media. I do say lie is a strong word. Mislead, obfuscate, those are better. Because these people understand how the grid works. Don't we tell them the truth? You want to hear it? Solar generation performed as expected on Christmas Eve. Which is to say, not at all. He goes on to detail that. Solar generation performed as expected, but was not available to meet the peak demand since the peak occurred before sunrise. I'm reading from the transcript. He went on to say, this problem is concerning. If another outage occurs during high demand periods that include several cloudy days, what'll happen? No energy. We opened the show talking about the poor Anderson County man who died. Try to picture this. It's Christmas Day. His family comes to greet him. As you do with the elderly on Christmas Day, your elderly loved ones, right? He's dead in his home, reaching for the oxygen machine. Anderson County. Duke Energy. Why? He couldn't get to it fast enough when the energy went out. To put it on, you know, the auto generation setting. I hope it was a quick death. There'll be many more. 146 died in 1920, I'm sorry, in 2021 in Texas during the great um, brownout. And that is, of course, why solar and wind replaced um, natural gas as backup power. Now, if Duke Energy was here, they'd say, but Tara, we've added extra extra natural gas. We're still adding natural gas capacity. They are. But it's the speed at which they're adding it. Half the backup capacity has been added in the last decade was solar, not natural gas. And as good old Preston Gillespie explains, Duke Energy's executive vice president, chief generation officer, (laughs) the sun's not out. You die. I added that part. You die reaching. You're watching me on Rumble. Reaching with your last gasping breath for the oxygen machine. That has just stopped working. Duke Energy was very apologetic. The Carolina Journal reports up in North Carolina covering this commission meeting. Very apologetic. They didn't offer to bury him or anything, but they they felt bad. Will they be changing their energy, energy policy? Nope. Let's go back to the Lever Act, shall we? Can you see what's going on here? The grid will fail. Not my opinion. Preston's. Duke Energy's. And what will happen? Panic will ensue outrage they'll want something done people will and what will the government do oh i know lever acts now how do we get here epa shutting down more than 160 natural gas and coal fire facilities since the obama administration epa gave itself the power to do this that was kind of illegal and sort of unconstitutional and so the supreme court took that power away from the epa last year thank god so the process is going to go a little slower than uh, Obama and the Democrats envisioned. But I've been telling you this and make a prediction. I bet you they put the power for the EPA to regulate those facilities and take them on, offline in the name of climate change, which they were doing. They just didn't have the authority from Congress to do it. I bet they put it in the omnibus bill. We're going to find it. It's in there. Guarantee you they put it in and it'll start again. If it wasn't, we'll find it buried in the Rescue Act somewhere. They put it back. We just don't know where it is yet. And if they didn't, they will. They'll slip it in somewhere. But whatever the case, it doesn't matter. They've already taken so much generation offline and replaced these utilities are not just Duke. This is going on all over the country with the big utilities. They replace so much um, of the additional capacity with solar. Again, solar only works four to six hours a day if the sun is out. If the sun is not out, as it was not, as Lee's talking about. It's nine degrees out, the day before Christmas, it's the morning, no sun, ha, <laughs> too bad, you die. Anyway, um, and think about what this means, just basically for your pipes. i would tell you what, you know what's going to be a good job? Plumber, plumber, next decade, decade and a half, you are going to be replacing so much busted pipe. Because Preston says, this is going to happen again. Of course it is. Now, the part of the story that got reported by the dishonest media was the icing over the lines. Any icing over the lines, like iced over, it's hard to deliver the power. Uh And they made it sound like that was it, but that was not it. That's not what Duke's saying here. They could have replaced the power if the solar part of the backup power was around. Let's go back to Leverack. See what's happening here? Create the emergency. Attack what? They're attacking two things. They've told they told us in the New York Times what they're doing. Attack the food supply. Then you get what? Demand. Demand? For the, the public demand? They take control? What just happened on Fox News this morning? I'm telling you, the test product for this is baby formula. They want to see how crazy Americans go. Do you know the price of baby formula, if you can get it, uh, the kind that you need, some kinds are available, most aren't. Unless you just want to go to Mexico, they have it there, third world country, but not here. Um, up 20%. 20%. What are they waiting for? Moms to demand the government take over. And how will they do that again? Oh, lever So they are fermenting the crisis that will allow them to take control. Uh, and so, going back to the John Solomon Just the News story this morning, this is not sustainable. This is the House committee hearing grim news on the current energy front. Yes, every disaster on the energy front was created by the left on purpose. They talked about Biden administration's war on fossil fuel. Why would you do that lever act? They want to take it over. They want to control the grid. They want it all electrical. They want to be able to turn it on and shut it off at will. And then? They can turn it on and shut it off to cancel you. House by house. Or just the whole grid. And you know what she's saying? Energy is the tie that binds everything together. It's critical to our economy and everything we do. She said Envi- environmental justice is not justice because it's creating poverty. Climate change policy creates a permanent underclass bot buy- to be controlled by the government. Boom! Nailed it, honey. Trucking rates, let's just do this. Trucking rates have gone up 50%. There it goes that'll get tacked on your food bill. Even the price for plastic bags used to bring potatoes to market went up 30% in 2022. This is not sustainable," she said. "Oh, yeah? You telling me? But it's the plan. Now watch it go down and everything will make sense. For those of you on uh, Rumble asking, "Wait, what? Where? What article?" Again, New York Times, J- June 2nd, they gave the whole plan away. The article is called "You want to buy meat in this economy?" "You want to buy meat?" question mark, "in this economy?" question mark. Read it and you'll know what's coming. Good morning. Let's jump on the Cabin Sense Retirement Planning text line, shall we? See what's going on there. Texter writes, Tiramis. Listeners probably have energy saver on their house that allows Duke to turn the power, uh, turn off the power during peak usage. That device needs to be removed, or you will be a victim of them putting you in the black, and maybe in the ground if you need oxygen. I'm still. My mind is blown over this. Text right? hey, Tara, please take your show national. Think of what you can do for this country uh, with a four-hour radio national show. Well, it is national. And the Battleground podcast is, and so is the Rumble channel. I'm waving at everyone right now. So please listen. If you want to take it national and we want to leap the bounds of Greenville, that's the point of the project. Um, yeah, absolutely. Rumble.com, Tara Servatius, all one word, is my channel. I think we've reached a streaming high so far of uh, 1,400 at a time or 1,400 total, I'm sorry, 1,400 total for a for a show, please like it and share it. We've got a lot of um, content that will be relevant to everybody. And just send it out. Um, your like-minded friends and family, maybe they don't have good talk radio where they live. There's a lot of talk radio deserts in this country. You get talk radio, but it's not very good. Um, just share it. Um, and look, the links for it are up on my Facebook right now and my Twitter and all of that. So um, yeah, join us. There's great conversation down the side. Uh, for everyone to participate in. Text to write, Obama's executive order 16303 gives feds power to confiscate food or anything else they want from you. You can be transported to anywhere they want for forced labor and or conscripted into the military. Yeah, that Obama executive order that you referred to, uh, that the, the Lever Act gives him that authority. All he's got to do is put the executive order out and, and, and it goes uh, into effect. Text writes, here's the question. How long do we let them do this to us? In a sort of detached way, I'm really fascinated to find the answer to that question. I mean, it'd be a lot more fun to watch this go down from like another safe country. Um, But I don't know. What do you think? See, I think they think the answer to that question, how long will they let us do this to uh, us? Is not very long. They want the outcry. They want it they go, well, we're going to save you all with the Lever Act. We'll just take control of the supply chain. Oh, and all the food. And the fuel, too. And fuel uh, in 1917 today would be the grid. It would be all means of production of electricity and food. They get that. They have total control. Texture writes, I've been uh, working in garbage and recycling for 19 years. Trust me, Lee does not want to know what I know. Well, that's a, you know cryptic text. What do you know, sir? Text writes here, I believe in our lifetimes we will see a point where if you do not grow, kill, or catch your own food, you will starve. I know my grandfather saw that during the Great Depression. And uh, even, you know, when he was too unsteady on his feet really to safely go down the back stairs to the, to the garden, because the way his house was built, you either had to go down the front stairs, the back stairs, We had to go down, and he could barely get down those stairs, and he would teeter-totter out there, gripping for his life because he was going to grow that garden. Because he'd lived through the Great Depression. He knew. He remembered. And look, he was a tween when that happened. He died at 89. That's the impression it made on him. Text to rights, had to be a reason Obama had that oversight tank put in at his Martha's Vineyard mansion. He knows. He's the architect of the whole thing. Text to rights, to here, did you read about all the people complaining they can't charge Uh, electric cars will go anywhere since the power went out for 250,000 people or more in California. Yeah, that's the plan. They want to mandate that the only way your car will go is if you plug it into the grid and then they take control of the grid using the Lever Act. It's genius. It's absolutely genius. Now they got you. Total control. No one will last against that. Uh, texture writes, can the Lever Act not be done away with today? Yes, it could. In fact, a smart Republican Party would deep six that thing quick. Although we, I'm not, I don't know that we would get the repeal through the Senate. So, and maybe we would. I am yeah, no, probably not. Mitch McConnell's evil. I keep forgetting that. Texture writes, um... Texture writes: Less than five percent of the plastic in the recycling bin is recycled. Ninety-five percent is thrown in the landfill. Google it before it gets shut down. Uh, another texture writes: uh, Drink zero water and lose weight with the Zero Plan. Contact Zorro at Zero. Yeah, that plan—you don't last long on that plan. Let me tell you. Text writes, I'm old enough to remember when Obama seized control of all surface water in the U.S., including rain puddles. Saddam Hussein did that to control and kill his people. Oh, you know what? Shame on me. I have been meaning. What day is this? Wednesday? I've been meaning to get to that since Monday. Gosh, this other stuff going on is so crazy. Yeah, that. Yeah, no. Um, Trump did away with that. Remember that when he was um, in office? Yeah, what's well, back? It's back. Uh, Biden put it back. Put the EPA back in control of basically all surface waters on farms. And um, over the weekend, farmers were freaking out about that um, because they're saying, "Listen, we we need to irrigate our crops. We're not going to have crops." And they, you know, they want farmers. This is this whole thing has been a movement to put farmers under the control of the EPA because you know we had the text trailer saying, "Hey, listen, well, okay." We're all going to have to grow our own food to get around the Libra Act since the government's going to use the supply chains and the means of control. As I mean, that's New York Times. That's not me. And um, and and that's why I've been talking so much about the on the Battleground podcast about the nitrogen army. Because two things have just happened um, at the EPA. A lot of people have talked about those IRS agents, the 87,000. Do you, folks, do you realize, PC, not one of our listeners on Rumble, I'll, I'll wave to him. I'm, he's usually on there. Um did the math on that? There's like 200 and I think 17. It's 217. Is it 231? It's one of the two. Um, total taxpayers in the United States of America with 157,000 IRS agents. Um, that means they can monitor and check in on. They they could check out, check in on, uh, three taxpayers a day. Uh, if they check in on three taxpayers a day, surveil them, which they'll be able to do, given, you know, with central bank digital currency. Um, and just all of the transactions they can now look in on from PayPal and Venmo and all of that, if they're able to do that, they can surveil all 121, God, I can't remember, is it 27,000 taxpayers? Or 31? I don't know, it was somewhere in there. Um, a year. All of us. That's why they came with the number. That's why they need the 87,000. they're going to look us all up. They're going to look us all up. So that's the plan. The nitrogen army from the EPA comes out. If you're trying to grow your own food, they'll stop you by blocking the water. And if that doesn't work, uh, they'll use the $20 billion that they have been funded with for the nitrogen um, bureaucrats. They'll come out and tell you you can't fertilize those crops that you also can't water. You can see it all coming. I mean, so obvious what they're doing. They're cutting off every pathway. They intend to control food and fuel. Now, what are we going to do about it?